This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 14 affairs, though. That is kind of juicy. And it didn't seem like they were married for that long. So then to have 14 different affairs within the span of their marriage is... That's a lot of people, <laughs> Liam. <sighs> it'd be, you'd be hard-pressed to find something that I care less about. <laughs> Let's take a breath. <sighs> Hi, guys. I'm Sydney Lodwaco, and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I share the mic with people you may recognize, experts in their fields, people I find inspirational, or people who make me laugh, like my fiance, Nick, giving them a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Yes, she laid down. Did she? Yeah, because she was staring at me like, pay attention to me. Thank God I brought her bed in here. Yeah, that's what she does. Every time I record with her, I try to set her up nicely. I got to make sure that she's exercised. She's been fed. She's gone potty. She's good to go. So the entire hour that we have to be in here, that she can just chill. She's got her nice big bed to sleep on. But no, every time she (laughs) acts a fool. The other day she was knocking over the little stool we have, like just repeatedly knocking it over. And I had to keep picking it up. And then one time she knocked over and just started chewing on it like it was a bone. She knew what she had her hands on, her paws. Yeah, she is a menace, but I love her so much. I don't think she ever chewed on wood when she was a puppy. Really? Did she chew on shoes? Leather, yeah. She ruined a pair of my Taft boots. I'm glad I came later then, because if she had ruined a pair of my shoes, I would have loved her even more, but we would have had some problems. You would have loved her even more? Yeah, well, because you can't get mad at them. They don't know any better. You would have loved her regardless, is what you mean. Well, maybe. Not. I would have loved her even more if she would have ripped my boots to shreds. Well, the other day when she was flipping her bed up and she was laying underneath of it and had the bed on top of her head and was staring at me, I fell more in love with her, even though she was acting crazy. So That's a little bit different (laughs) than destroying a personal belonging. Yeah. I just love her so much. Um, Anyways, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys? We just took a nap. I feel refreshed. I feel good, and we're happy to be here with you. Nick, do you feel good after that little nappy? Yeah, I needed that. It's been a long time since we've taken a midday nap. I feel good. That's what Sundays are for, though. Yeah. Bengals don't play till later tonight, so... The whole day's prepping for the big game. Yeah, I can feel it deep in my loins. You feel like it's going to go well? Who are they playing? The Ravens again. Same team as last week. 
And they did they did good last week. They won. Okay. Wouldn't say good. It was kind of a sloppy game, but All right, we'll see wins what happens. A win. I think my plan is to go to Target before and then maybe do some cleaning and like listen to a podcast while you watch. Could it's like listen my, to the game. It's my me time. Um, I can still hear it over my headphones because of your screaming. But right on. <laughs> we have some announcements and things we wanted to talk through. The first thing was one, we are four months out from the wedding. <laughs> we have some announcements. The, everyone is who's listening to this is immediately like they're pregnant. <laughs> well, no not, not really announcements. No, we just have some updates, I guess is the word. We all know that I'm going to say the wrong term no matter what it is. It's happened twice already. <laughs> this is who I am. Um, but we have some updates because it hit four months and it now feels actually serious. We're at the actual countdown. The contracts are starting to get real. The payments are starting to be due. People are starting to ask questions on where they're staying. People are booking their flights. So things we're doing this this thing. Um, and I think that brought up a lot for me these past couple of weeks. I turned into a stress ball. What did you? What would you say? I was this week. This week? Yeah, this week alone. I mean, you were pretty snippy this week. I mean, do you want me to rip, like rip your life apart right now? <laughs> what are you looking for here? <laughs> Anyways, I had like a mental breakdown. I think it was Tuesday. One, I didn't sleep. And then two, I think I was doing so many things at once that I just got fully overwhelmed. So we're now at that point where I feel a lot of the pressure and I started to crack underneath of it. It got pretty, (laughs) pretty frazzled there. But some of the changes that we've made originally, we were really excited about we have a re- really big bridal party. We were really excited about having like a combined bachelor bachelorette party. And I found this place in Asheville. It was so cute. It's this really cute farm that has like multiple different buildings and they have um, a big restaurant on site where you can get like large group like dinners and you can horseback ride and they have bonfires every night and they make breakfast for you in the morning. It was so, so cute. And I was really excited about it, but we realize that this wedding has become expensive. Most of our <laughs> most of our um, friends are, you know, already married or have kids, so they have you know full on lives now. And other people that they have to care for, and asking that many people, it would have been like thirty six people to travel a month before the wedding and have a whole separate thing just seemed like a little aggressive. So we decided to go away with that plan. How do you feel about not having a full-on bachelor party? I mean, it definitely takes away from some of the stress just because, like, I'm 31 years old. Like, I've been to more bachelor parties than I can count. All been a great time, but, Mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like I need to have one. That's not, like, what I'm looking forward to most. I also know, like, what it feels like to be not necessarily strapped for cash, but, like, like having to, like, budget and, Mm -hmm. like, not knowing... You know what the rest of the year is going to look like. I'm in sales, so true. <laughs> you either perform or you don't get paid. So I've, and that's, you know, one year you're riding the high, and you're like, this is more money than I know what to do with. And the next year you're like, okay, well, <laughs> maybe I'll start Ubering. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't want anyone to feel like they had to be there for that. Mm-hmm. Like, even the wedding, like. Yeah. Is is you know, special as it is to us. Like you've been to weddings. Yeah. 
if they're not like your best friend or like a family member or something, if they're just like a, a person you know or a person you're close with, like, like yeah, it's awesome to be there and you love to see it, but at the end of the day, like, it's not it's not going to be the end of the world if you don't make it. Yeah. But I also feel that way about people come to our wedding. Like, if they can't make it, like, you're going to be with us the rest of our lives. Yeah. If you're close, if you're really close to us, like, don't kill yourself trying to get to an out-of-town wedding. Mm-hmm. I you agree. Know? Like, it's it's one day. Yeah, I, th- I think I like the fact that we're getting married, I think, later and not later in life, but like o- a little bit older than what I probably would have imagined myself as a kid getting married. Um, and then getting married at 31, I think your priorities are just a little bit different. Or you just you see things from other perspectives where you're like, well, would I want to do this if I was in the bridal party? Would I want to have to travel and do all these things? I would probably feel like, oh, that's a lot of money their weddings in a month like do i really have to do this like it'll be fun i guess but this is a lot yeah so just taking that into consideration and i get, i think it removes the like we have to have this huge party and i think social media c- can be really hard that's been difficult for me because i see all like the really fun parties and the themes and like the cool photos and the videos like i love that stuff i love getting dressed up i love a theme party i love a girl's trip uh so that that's tough but there's I see both sides of it where I'm like, but realistically, will that really matter to me at the end of the day? Do I need this like huge trip to Cabo with like all my girlfriends where we have to budget for the rest of the year because we blew a lot of money in Mexico? Like, is that really necessary for me? And for other people, if you can make that work and you have a lot of people that are able to do that, that's incredible. I just don't think that we're in the position where that makes sense. So we decided to go away with it. And I feel a little bit of relief because I think that was another thing that we were going to have to plan and coordinate. And then we were also, our plan was to invite everyone's significant others. So it was a huge trip you were planning. And that can be interesting. I was a little afraid of different personalities, not mixing or spending a weekend with people that they don't, they've never really met before. It could have been interesting. So it might've worked out for the best. Um, But I do think that you can do it. Some people were like, I would love to do that. Would that make sense? I think if you find the right place, that farm we found was incredible. Um, I think it's called like the Horseshoe Farm. It's in Asheville. Look into it. It's really awesome. Something where you can all be in one place and just kind of hang out where you don't have to be taking all these different trips so people can do their own thing if they want and they can stay in different houses. But it would have worked. It was just a lot. So we decided to go without that. And then I'm just going to have like a mini bachelor night's with um, some friends in my hometown when I'm there for my bridal shower. And I also feel like bachelor bachelorette parties have gotten a little crazy lately. I don't know. It's in the past few years, they've gotten, they've become this whole other entity of the wedding where it's like a trip to Cabo. You're going to Aspen. You're going like, you're going on like honeymoon type trips with like 10 people. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So that's what's working for us and more power to you if you can make it work with, you know, your bridal party, whatever. But that's what we came to a decision on. But I think at this point, four months out, it's been like a matter of being realistic with like what actually matters to us, what is necessary. We were also looking into an exit from the wedding. We we were at this hotel in my hometown and this is really cool. What kind of car was it? Bentley? I think it was a Bentley. It was like a gray Bentley. It was like a four-door, 1960, 19-something. I have no idea. It was like a 1930. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what the cars look like in the 60s. Anywho, it was, it was an old car um, with 
like four doors and the driver was there. So we were talking to him. He was awesome. Um, so we were like, maybe this is meant to be. Maybe we should have this car. And then we got a quote from him. We're like, is it necessary to add all that extra money for like, you said it. It's basically a, a extremely expensive Uber home. Yeah. <laughs> it looks cool for photos. But then again, we're just taking it down the street. So we're like, okay, we don't need that. So it's just a lot of picking and choosing and really deciding, okay, what matters? Because really, truly, it's expensive. It is so expensive to plan a wedding. And if you're doing it this year... We feel ya. <laughs> um, but that's what I think we've started realizing is like if we tailor things down and really lean into what matters to us, which is exactly what happened with d- the band versus the DJ. Now we have a DJ. We got rid of the band. So a lot of just like managing expectations. But I think once we get to the day, it won't matter. We'll just be like so happy with that. We finally get to celebrate everything. So that's coming up. So that's our update. Let's get into some of our videos of the week. We have two to share. I'll show mine, then you can show yours. Okay, so this is a little girl. She's in the back seat. She reminded me of your niece. Here we go. Where did you get that? Did you open the vegetable tray for Saturday? She's eating like snap peas. Who opened it? She said I did. <laughs> Remember when I said it was for Christmas? Yeah. Well, what? Yeah. Why'd you open it? Because I like them. Scare me. What scared you? Yeah. Why? Because you scare me. What did I do that scared you? Try to open this. I, t- I asked you not to open it. But would you? I know. But that. Would you? <laughs> that don't help me. Okay. You just had applesauce and other snacks, but what? What you want? What are the what are the options? We got carrots, we got broccoli, we got tomatoes, and sour, and peas, and carrots, and pepper. Okay. What would you like? I, I wouldn't care for any because that's for Christmas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we, can we, are you just going to keep eating it though? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. So Carter 15 is the creator. I love her so much. She was just hungry. And she took it upon herself to open the vegetable tray that her mom bought for Christmas specifically. But honestly, that's on her mom. She left it right next to her and so easy to open. Yeah, like she was asking like she for set it. her up yeah. for content. Yeah, it was literally in arm's reach, so could have been planted. It was a test. <laughs> and I love that she started offering it to her. Like, what would you like? <laughs> No, I've opened it. I love it. She's so cute. Um, your video is this one. Any context before we play it? Context? Context. Um, no. I don't think... I think it pretty much explains itself. <laughs> okay, so basically the, the setting, if you're not watching, it's a video from a church service. Listen for the end. Uh, Uh, underscore underscore blake um do you think why was he videoing do you think he knew that was coming yeah (laughs) he was holding it in and yeah he for sure and it was probably like an all-boys school Mm -hmm. and they had like a mass i mean that's the only setting i feel like you can get away with that and actually you can't get away with it anywhere because you're in church but like i feel like 
that's something that someone would do at like an all boys school. Like they're showing off to their friends. Yeah, like the, they have to do everything they can to like make the day less more bearable. I guess. Yeah, and like you have a little bit more flexibility at an all boys school. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't think you get away with that at a public school like I went to. I feel like you would not get away with it at an all-boys school either, though. No, that's a that's the only place you'd Farting get away with it. Farting in church like that? Yeah, that's the only place you'd get away with it. I don't know. I don't think... I'll tell you right now. That's the only place. <laughs> Interesting. That's an all-boys school humor right there. Those are the videos of the week. Um, the segment of Keeping Up With The Kids. And I'm trying to figure out what they were actually talking about. People have been really focused on the same two things. The first one was Damar Hamlin, which was a couple of weeks ago. And and we were watching the game here in Cincinnati. And was it the first play? Why am I explaining this? You should explain this. No, go ahead, dude. The first play. Um, it wasn't the first play. Oh, the first I'll quarter. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> During the first quarter, one of the plays. I mean, I feel like everyone's yeah, seen everyone this. Knows, so you but... know what happened. <laughs> he, got, he went to make a tackle on T. Higgins. What they're saying happened is when he made contact it was like in between heartbeats i think that was the initial thought Mm -hmm. they're not really saying what it ultimately ended up being i don't know what it was it was weird because they waited quite a bit to give an update as to what was going on um not sure why uh but obviously everyone was like on edge like is he doing all right you know what happened like is it is it a heart condition did he have a seat? Like no one really knew what, yeah. what happened. That's, was that a concussion? Because if you watch, if you watch the playback, that's almost what it looks like. Like it almost looks like he could have hit hard enough to get a concussion, but only after he already stood up and fell back down. So it's like yeah. what caused the initial fall down to even mm-hmm. happen. And then he went to went to UC Medical downtown Cincinnati. Pretty sure that they took him into surgery like immediately. Yeah, I will say if you're going to have something like that happen, that's probably the best case scenario location for that to happen. There's medic right there. The hospital is like next door. So I mean, yeah, it's not. It's it's very close. It's close. Yeah. So what's interesting about that, though, for you is that's where they took you when you broke your neck initially. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're in the same probably yep. part of the hospital even. Yeah. I mean, I was in the ICU. Yeah. So see, it was scary to watch. It's, what's weird is. And I know a lot of people have pointed this out, but over the last couple of years, there's been like some very serious injuries happen while the Bengals are playing somebody at home in Cincinnati. So like, interesting. And it's always been like like primetime games, like uh, the Bills, 
with uh, Hamlin. Uh, Tua had a concussion earlier this season. Um, Ryan Shazier for the Pittsburgh Steelers actually was paralyzed from the waist down. I mean, it's tough to see that regardless, but it's it's definitely tough to see somebody go through something like that when like you yourself have gone through a pretty traumatic situation. So obviously that one was hard to watch. The one that was really hard to watch was was Ryan Chazier because like I was texting with my brother. I rem- I'll never forget it. I saw the play. He like is on his stomach. He reaches back and is like holding his back with one hand and you can you can tell that he's like trying to flip back over. Mm-hmm. But his feet are like off to the side and they're he's you could tell his legs aren't moving. So that one was tough to watch. I knew right away. Yeah. I mean from being paralyzed, I knew he was at least paralyzed he was definitely paralyzed from the waist down because he was moving his arms but um yeah it was it was tough to see so anytime you see stuff like that has he recovered yet that guy he's yeah he uh i think it took him i don't want to quote on how long it actually took him but it it took him a little bit longer than mine Mm -hmm. um if i remember i mean mine was there's just two weeks yeah i mean mine (laughs) i got very lucky um and it has nothing to do with like your physical fitness level. Yeah. And it has everything to do with like number one, like the level of the injury, like the how high it is. At least like when you're talking about like spinal injuries, like mm-hmm. it depends on how high it is, because um, that ultimately dictates like what you have use of. Yeah. Um. So mine was C three through C five. So I obviously lost everything from the neck down. Um. And then it just depends on like the severity of it. Like, is the spinal cord severed? Is it just, you know, is it just like pinched? Yeah. To where it's like you're losing that uh, functionality. So. Wait, I think you owe a lot of it to that hospital. Oh yeah, I mean, well, my the, the surgeon who operated on me like broke hospital protocol by operating me on me as soon as he as quickly as he did because mm-hmm. I think you're supposed to wait like 24 hours when. You have a spinal cord injury because mm-hmm. um, they want the swelling to go down. I think that's the reason. Yeah. Um, but they they operated on me immediately. So, which ultimately ended up saving my life, saving my life, and saving my arms and legs. <laughs> I still can't wrap my mind around that story. Of yours, it, but. It's crazy. Well, what's crazy about it is like the stuff that I still find out. Like yeah. we were we were at dinner. It was it last year? Yeah. It yeah, it was last year. Yeah. Um, and my parents were talking to Sydney's parents about it. And I found out for the first time that they like cut my carotid artery <laughs> in surgery. And I was like bleeding out. Should have died on the operating table. They left that very big yeah. detail out. It's a very big detail. <laughs> Wild. Adds a little spice to the story. <laughs> yeah. That's quite a comeback story, my friend. Yeah. But yeah, we're happy that Tamar made it out. You know, obviously as a, as a human... You're like kind of like on the edge of your seat, like what's what's going to happen is going to be okay. You're thinking about it the majority of the day because number one, it's all over the news. It's everywhere. Um, but just as like a football player, you're kind of like, I don't know. I don't know why it adds an extra element. I think it's because like when you look at these players, like a lot of people not only idolize football players, but like they almost think of them as like superhuman. Yeah. Um, so when you see somebody go down from something like that, that's not even like a a contact related injury or like incident. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scary. It, yeah. it makes, it puts a lot of things into perspective and it, 
it reminds you that these these are just human beings and like things happen. I'm I'm sure it's tough um, as a parent to have to explain what what was going on or what happened to your child who like looks up to the to these guys or plays football or, or yeah, yeah or plays football and is like maybe scared now to play football. Yeah. Um, the one thing I didn't like is the fact that people were like calling on the NFL to they're almost like not I wouldn't want to say politicizing it but they were just like you know this is why the NFL is so dangerous like what is the NFL gonna do now that this has happened to keep players safe and it's like this was not he was on defense like he was delivering a hit mm-hmm. it's not like somebody like did like a cheap shot on him or like what it blindsided him or something like he was initiating contact and it didn't happen from contact yeah like it's not like he got hit so hard that his that his heart skipped a beat it, it just from what they're telling us like it was just timed up per- perfectly i was talking to uh Vlandingham about this like at work if you think about throughout the entire course of history the, the history of football like through high school peewee um college you know nfl even overseas and like in canada like there's football everywhere there's been football for a long time and for this to be the only time in history that this particular event has happened. Now, there's been people who have had heat stroke and passed away. There's been people who have had heart attacks or strokes and stuff like that or mm-hmm. who have been hurt from uh, contact. But like for this specific event, cardiac event to happen in football, like this, it's not like it happens every season. Yeah. Like it's, it's, for, it's ridiculous for people to even like call on the NFL to make the game safer when this is, they, if you watch NFL compared to the NFL that I grew up on, like it is a completely different game. Yeah, it doesn't seem like this happens all the time. Or like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it yeah. doesn't happen all the time. This could have happened in basketball. Like yeah. this could have happened in soccer. Yeah, this could have happened in baseball. Like it's just like players run into the catcher at all the time yeah. in baseball to try to get their catcher to drop the ball so that they're. Like if somebody's sliding into home. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, it's just like crazy to me. Hockey. Yeah. I mean, shit, hockey and rugby are more physical so games physical. than football these days. Yeah. I mean, it's... Does that pain you to say? <laughs> does it pay me to say that? No. Well, first of all, <laughs> rugby has always been yeah. more physical than football. Those, those dudes are crazy. They don't wear equipment. Um, so but hockey is, that's a very physical sport as well. I mean, those dudes used to not wear helmets. It's I mean, insane. It's, and they fight for half the games usually it seems <laughs> yeah then they let him fight i love it <laughs> but yeah like we said we were very happy that he made it out yeah and it was it was nice to see how much support he had like they had people there all all day every day while he was in the hospital yeah i mean it it made me proud to be um from the city of cincinnati yeah i was like, very I impressed was, there was a that. couple times like i got choked up looking at like instagram posts and uh just the way that like First of all, for people to handle that situation in the stadium like the way that they did. Yeah. I mean, those are expensive tickets. They don't know this dude. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know him. He's playing for the opposite team. He's playing for the opposite team. It's a Monday night game. Like, there's playoff. You know, there's there's uh, certain scenarios that the, that the Bengals want and they're going to be able to capitalize on if they beat the Bills like in this game. They had every opportunity to be assholes and they yeah. weren't and that's like it, it just makes me proud to be from cincinnati like and i'm sure every city probably would have handled it the exact same way yeah but i mean it feels good when it's 
I mean, once you're shitty. There was businesses like changing their logos and like putting the Bengals bills. uh, No, but the Bengals with the bills like logos. They were putting them together and like it was just very impressive. Yeah. Good sportsmanship. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even sportsmanship. (laughs) It's like just just being human. Yeah. I mean, it was just like it was really cool to see. That's the other thing too is like the perspective that um, Demar Hamlin probably has now. Like oh not God. everybody gets that opportunity. I'm extremely fortunate to be able to have the opportunity to have a near death experience. And like you get to come out on the other side and see the level of support yeah. that you had during that time. I mean, it's, it's a very, it's a very humbling mm-hmm. um, experience. And, you know, luckily not everybody has to go through that, but if you do have to go through it and you come out the other side, yeah, it, changes your mindset a little bit yeah that got me emotional when the coach was saying like how happy he was that his mom gets to share the news with him about how everyone put in the the donations to his charity and they raised like a million plus dollars yeah several million dollars it's amazing and i think before that it was like a couple thousand like yeah maybe like tens of thousands of dollars but like nothing crazy it's a good side of the world that you don't get to always see yeah and that's the other thing is like what his uh charity that's not just people from like cincinnati and buffalo donating that's countrywide at least probably worldwide it sucks that it takes something like that for humankind to like show its true it's true like colors but uh sometimes that's it's necessary um the other thing that people are talking about which is on the opposite end of humanity is the Idaho murders. Mm, yeah. And I think what it's bringing up for people is like a lot of fear on how someone who is an absolute psycho can just decide to ruin multiple lives one day and not really have any reason to do it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me how quickly something like that can not only like change the lives of the people who are directly involved, but like every college campus across the world. It doesn't matter if it happened in Idaho. Kids in like Southern California are probably like scared to like go out at night now or like making sure that their doors are locked and all, you know, up to like New York. Like everybody on a college campus Mm -hmm. was affected by this. Yeah. I've seen multiple videos of girls like calling it the the closing shift they have those poles that you can prop up against your handles and they like kick that in they put the extra like lock on the door it's just like sucks that we have to be scared of things like this i mean things that you would never imagine happening and the other thing that makes me upset which i understand yes why people do it because people have an obsession with these kind of things i mean they're they're hard to wrap your mind around but a lot of people just keep sharing like oh these are the things that he did wrong this is why he got caught they're like breaking it down and I understand that. But then you have people who maybe want to do the same thing. They're getting like a to-do list of things that they can do differently the next time. It's just like, ugh, let's yeah. not. I don't know. There's like, how do you fix it? It's scary. This person was studying criminal justice. Yeah. It, it also goes to show how much evidence they have on somebody. Yeah, that was Before wild. they decide to let the media know. Because like everyone's like kind of going after the police department a little bit. Like, how do you not know? How do you not have somebody? And then literally like the next day they have somebody. It's not like they were just waiting for the media to pipe in. Yeah. I think that's what everyone needs to remember is like, just because the police said, say we have nothing to comment on at this time does not mean that they don't have evidence or they don't have a suspect even like 
They could have four suspects and still say, we're not commenting on anything at this time. We don't have any updates for you. Yeah. Doesn't mean that nothing in the investigation has happened since the last update. They're just not, they don't have an update for you, the media and the rest of the world because they're trying to protect the investigation. I think that was really smart. Yeah. What's not smart is how the media acts like this every time something happens. Yeah. Like they're They're acting like, how do they not have anything? It's like, they don't have anything for you, you dumbass. Like this is 2023. They've solved murders with less evidence. Yeah. I think that's what's interesting is he probably was like driving around or walking around like, oh, I got away with this. They don't have anybody. Exactly. So he was like acting as normal and being in, in the world and not like hiding himself really. Yeah. If, if, if the suspect knows that the police are looking for him, you think he's going to be out parading around? Mm. Now, if he's ballsy yeah. and doesn't really care, then yeah. Maybe if he has an ounce of intelligence, he's not, if, if he thinks that the police are out looking for him, he's not leaving his house. And then that just lessens the chances for the police to catch him just out and about. I love that they pulled him over twice. <laughs> to look at his hands. To look at his hands. Yeah. Do you know why they were looking at his hands? Probably looking for defense. Like well, when you stab somebody uh-huh. and when you stab multiple people that many times, this is just what I've heard from listening all to other documentaries yeah, that you watch um stabbing someone is not easy like stabbing into bone stabbing into flesh it takes quite a bit of force yeah especially when somebody might be fighting back and there are times when like your the knife is going to slip out of your hand and you may like you may end up cutting yourself because you like lose control yeah. of the blade so what they were probably looking for my guess would be like wounds okay right like so you know like when somebody's killed by a knife, they look for defensive wounds. Like, was this person fighting back? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for the murderer. Like, are they looking for, you know, maybe maybe bite marks. Like, maybe one of the victims got a hold of his, his other hand, his free yeah. hand, and bit him. Or, like, anything like that. They're just looking for something that can tie this person back to the crime scene or the weapon that's invo- that they used. Like, yeah. It's, so, I think that would be, I think that's my guess is they were probably looking for something like that. Okay. Makes sense. And everyone was really on TikTok. They were like, how could the roommates see the murderer and then not call right away? And like, Put yourself in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. That's traumatizing in any situation, like in any scenario. So, yeah. You, you can say a lot like, oh, I would have done this. I would have done that. You really don't know until you're in something like that. Hopefully yeah. none of us ever are. But And if you lived in a college house, like... Especially if you're out drinking that night. I woke up several times, like in my first house in college, where like you go down and somebody like you don't know is like sleeping on your couch. <laughs> That's weird. Like it's just one of your like buddies who yeah. you live with, like one of your roommate's friends, but like I don't know that person. Yeah. And like it's not like I'm gonna like wake them up and be like, yo, get the f-. like, I just assume that it's like one of my roommate's friends. Yeah. So like, I would assume that like your first instinct, if you see somebody in your house in college, who's like not, not like attacking you and like, you just see them in your house. You're like, what the, f-? like, he was like inside her house when she like peeked her door open for a yeah. Okay. I think, didn't you tell me that? Yeah. She it was like, in the affidavit or something. Yeah. Yeah. She opened the door a little bit and she, cause she heard crying and she heard a man's voice say like, don't worry. I'll, you'll, I'm here to help, I'm here or, to help yeah. or something psychotic. So she could have thought that like this dude was like taking one of her drunk roommates home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. Or she probably just got a feeling was like, I'm not fucking going out there. Like probably just had an instinct. I don't know. I'm happy that they caught him. It's just like horrible. 
it's like the other flip side of the world. It's like people suck. <laughs> like yeah, there's some actual crazy people out there. It's so quite a few. So sad. Yeah, quite a few. So hopefully this these types of things stop happening. But they're not. Yeah. I, the, I know. I do love. <laughs> I do love that guy on TikTok who I don't know if he's like former military or what, but he's this former, like probably former police. What police? Yeah, he has like light blue eyes and he's very serious, but he always stitches videos and gives you the way to handle a situation so the other one was he stitched i sent it to you today or yesterday and it was it it was like if there's an intruder in your house and he was like well if there's an intruder during the day they want to get your stuff but if there's an intruder during the night they want to get you i was like oh god (laughs) which i don't necessarily agree with like yeah i'm sure people who want stuff also like it's easier to break into a home at night especially if they don't think that you're home I guess during the day, you hope that they're not home. They're, like, at work or something. Yeah, but at night, like, if there's no cars in the driveway, like... Yeah. Like us, we park in the driveway. Like, yeah. we don't park in the garage. So, like, if you go by a house and, like, usually you know that <coughs> cars are parked in that driveway and there's zero cars there, those people are probably not home. Mm-hmm. He recommended having light bulbs that you can control from your phone. So, if someone's in your house, you usually have the upper hand because you're usually upstairs and they're coming in from downstairs so you have the view and he said to turn all the lights on make them know that you're there so if you have those white wi-fi light bulbs you can turn everything on the house on you can tell him i'm armed if you are or whatever and you can call the police and then you basically want to stay where you are which i thought is diff- was different than like seeking them out um and then to keep pepper spray and like a little emergency kit by your bed that's so scary (laughs) but yeah they want they look for easy targets yeah whether that's like an easy house to break into or if they know someone who lives there is vulnerable or by themselves so you want to be loud you want to make sure that they understand that like you have a weapon as well yeah um and most people are pussies like (laughs) yeah they're going to leave. They don't want to fight. No. They want they want something easy. He was uh theorizing that the Idaho murderer guy, what's his name? We don't even, we don't even need to give him his name. Fuck him, yeah. Fuck him. Um he probably got in through a sliding glass door cuz you can like prop your knife under and lift it even if it's locked. So to get one of those either side latches or like the wood long wood piece that you put in the door frame or you could be like me and you get a belt. <laughs> dumb and you loop your belt around the door handle and then you take a nail and you hammer it to a wall so if you're in a bind you don't have those things right now and you're alone in your apartment in los angeles and you have a hammer and you have a belt you can get very um you ever pulled a nail out of drywall it's pretty easy (laughs) it made me feel good at the time (laughs) it worked though because i tried yanking it and it wouldn't open you tried yanking it So yeah, um, stay safe out there, guys. Not a, not a bash on your strength, but you did tell me the screw on your microphone earlier was stripped and that it doesn't come off. And I literally did it with my left hand and it came off immediately. Yeah, I don't know. You're like, oh, did you did it, did you have a, did it put up a fight? <laughs> no, it did not. I don't know what my deal is. Every time I put it in, it's, it just acts crazy. I, you know what I think it is? What? I think we, as soon as you feel the slightest bit of resistance, you're just like, this thing's stuck. <laughs> it's out of my hand. You hands. literally just have to put a little bit more elbow grease. Yeah. You fixed it though. So thanks. Yeah. Two other things. One's Megan and Harry. <laughs> and I don't really know a lot of the details. I tried to watch the documentary and I think it is good. 
Um, I just had the flu at the time, so I kept falling asleep. So I don't know if their two things are related <laughs> I don't or think not. That was the flu. <laughs> I don't know if I was like bored or just kept falling or had the flu. Probably a little bit of both. So the documentary was its own thing. I mean, they made a hundred million dollars from this documentary, so like they they should be okay. But now he has books and he just keeps saying things and because people listen, yeah. people are listening. Shut know, them working. down. It's like no one cares. I hate to take this stance because your mom was pretty excited about us watching it. Yeah. And I I do not want to disappoint Jojo. Mm-mm. But uh I don't think there's any scenario where I watch that. I don't see it either. I thought I wanted to have you watch it to like laugh at what you said about it, but I just have the, first of all, I think they're both very boring people. I think the entire royal family's boring because I live in America. And I don't care. I thought we fought we get to get away from the crown. True. We still Men died creating this country. Men died for its independence. But we still give a shit about what's going on with the crown and the royal family. And that just irritates the shit out of me. I think because deep down everyone wants to be a princess. <laughs> They want to and, until you're Meghan Markle and you're like, hmm, mm-hmm. how can I thought. turn this into money? How can I make myself famous because I was a poor actress? Well, I'm not going to go against some of the claims that she had because I don't fully know. But um, And you're right. Yeah, I don't want to say. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm sure there is some racism that goes on there. Yeah. I'm sure there is some mistreatment of people. However, just leave. Like you, you knew what you were getting into. Or Harry, nobody's saying this. He should have stepped up and been like, you know what? I don't think this is the family for you. Like protecting his wife. Yeah, like I don't think I should bring you into this family. Instead of marrying into the family and then all of a sudden figuring out this isn't for us. No shit. <laughs> like, Yeah, he probably was hopeful. Like, dude, you grew up in this family. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, they don't talk about things. They want to sweep things under the rug. They want everyone to think that they are perfect individuals. We have that in the U.S. too. Mm-hmm. It's called the White House. Doesn't matter who's in it. So that just bothers me that we even like. Did anyone is giving a shit? <laughs> like, I just like I don't I don't understand it all. I guess. Yeah, and they're making a lot of money off of it. Yeah, exactly. You're making a hundred million dollars complaining. Kind of interesting. Yeah, like wh- I don't think it is though. Like, how is it interesting <laughs> though? I think because it's messy and there's a facade of the royal family that they are like perfect or like. They, they don't go through the same things that we go through, but I think all this unveiling is showing that, yes, they also go through family drama. Even if they're royals, like, there's still that side of them. Okay, but who who does that benefit? It's just, we're watching with popcorn. It doesn't benefit really anyone. It's just more of, like, it's, like, drama. No, it's I know, like and that says more about our society than anything. We eat that up, though. As Americans, we love reality TV. I mean, look at the shows that people watch. <laughs> I just think it's, like, so... I don't know. We need a reset. Like, nothing's going to change. <laughs> I don't understand what their angle is. Like, are they trying to, like, disband the... Yeah, because he still wants to be a part of the family. He still oh, wants... Oh, he wants that. He, he still wants... believes in the monarchy, he said. Yeah. So, I don't... The goal is a little unclear. It's a lot of things. I think it's, like, therapy side of it. He, like, wants to be accepted. You know, he is mad at all the things that happened to his mom. So he wants to like take a stand. Look who you're taking a stance against. Like, I, I hate to burst everyone's bubble. You're never going to take a stance against the royal family. Like you are, you're not big enough to take a stance. 
you are not going to make an impact. You are going to disappear. <laughs> That's plain and simple. And the only reason he's not disappearing is because he was part of the family. Hmm. That's my thought. I mean, I love how people are like, yeah, good for him. He's, he's standing up for him. See, speak out and like, because it's making an impact. No, it's making them money. And the only reason nobody can do anything about it is because they were part of their family. Mm-hmm. So if that was a ra- if that was a uh, a housekeeper, that story would be squashed in minutes. Yeah, it would run for a week, and then you'd never hear from that lady again because they would either pay her off, mm-hmm. or she just would not be she would not exist anymore. <laughs> like you, people act like this stuff doesn't happen. They act like it's like oh that stuff happens in movies. No, that's real life. It's real life. And it's not just government. It's big corporations. Like it's, that's just, that's the way it is. I like to live in a fantasy land. I know. (laughs) One other big thing that came out this week is Miley Cyrus released a new song. Thank God. It's really good. It's becoming the anthem for the girlies. It's called Flowers. And it allegedly is all about her ex, Liam Hemsworth, and their marriage fallout. She dedicated this song to him, I guess, because he dedicated a similar song to her back when they were together. He dedicated the Bruno Mars. I hope I should have bought you flowers. I should have held your hand that song. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Mm. He dedicated that song. Like, (laughs) I had Bruno put it together and... (laughs) We worked on it together. Wow, what a act. Yeah, I don't really know how you like dedicate a song to someone that you didn't create, write, or sing, um, but he did. And then she released this one on his birthday. So here's a little breakdown of the relationship that this creator put together, and I think it's helpful because it's like a little reminder of what happened with Liam and Miley. And the creator is at Shannon Hill News. There's five parts. Here we go. So I never understood these two as a couple, if I'm honest. I thought that they were really cute together, but I was very surprised at how long they dated for and then even got more serious with the engagement. But they were both so young and they were both very much at the beginning parts of their careers that I assumed this would have been like a cute, quick fling and then they would move on. But that did not happen. So let's do a deep dive. This is part one, Liam and Miley. So they first met during the filming of The Last Song, which is a movie, movie based on a Nicholas Sparks book. Obviously, Great movie. It's going to be romantic and mushy, and they couldn't. Did you see that movie? Fall for each other for real. So there was all these rumors about them possibly dating or being romantically tied. They did not confirm it until end of movie production, and I think that they were caught making out at the airport, and there was a lot of PDA, and that's kind <laughs> weird. Of how the, the fuck? Why are you making out at the this, airport? Because <laughs> they're like twenty. Okay. This was one of them, and then a Tyler. Can't think of his last name right now. But anyways, she kind of was coming into her own here and still very much so like pop fresh Disney. Liam was new to like all of us. He kind of, I think this was like his, the first movie I've ever seen him in. This is when we all fell for Liam. Saw them make out at the airport, said it was like this really romantic scene from a movie where he was like leaving off to war. We catch a few pictures (laughs) of them out in public. They seem really happy, but then- I know damn well. (laughs) She did not just compare compare war to leaving the set of a movie. Dude, turn this off. <laughs> no, we're not going to watch part two. That was... 
and this is where it gets really interesting. Okay, let's go to part five. Are you fucking kidding me? What? There's five parts. <laughs> okay, we'll go. We'll go to part five. We'll, we'll save you. What does you. this woman do for a living? I have no idea, but um, she broke it down nicely. This is part five. After years of being on and off, on and off, on and off, they finally have this beautiful wedding in December of 2018, and they look amazing and so happy. But just six weeks later at their Malibu home, there are these wildfires in California, their house burns down. And this is what Miley told Rolling Stones a little while later after all. Rolling Stones? She said, the fires removed me from what no longer was serving its purpose. Deeper meaning here, so stay with me. And then as you drown, you reach for that lifesaver and you want to save yourself. I think that's really what ultimately getting married was for me. One last attempt to save myself. She also later tells Howard Stern that she went from having a house and possessions and a husband to losing the house and possessions and just having him to cling on to. And she also tells him she'll always love him. These two end up separating in 2019 and their divorce becomes final in 2020. And for so long, we get all of these answers. There was too much conflict. We grew apart. All of these like subtle hints until today, because this is where we talk about Miley's song, Flowers. Her song and music video dropped today. First lyrics that fans noticed were, built a house and watched it burn, referencing Liam's house that burnt down during the fires. Then there are several lyrics in Miley's song that sound like a Bruno Mars song that was dedicated to her from Liam. She says something along dedicated the lines, I can take her. myself dancing, I can hold my own hand. Yeah, I can love me better than you can. Sounds like when I was your man from Bruno Mars. After all of these little Easter eggs being dropped in these lyrics, according to Miley's close friends, the house where the video Flowers was recorded was used as a motel by Liam Hemsworth, who would have taken more than 14 lovers while he was married to Miley. She filmed this music video at the same place that Liam was having 14 affairs. Now, this was a decade-long relationship, basically, and they have moved on since, but this song, this music video, this is all about Liam and their marriage. Meanwhile, Miley is currently linked to Max Miranda, and Liam has been in a long-term relationship with Gabriella Brooks. But man, did I root for them at this point in their relationship. It just wasn't meant to be. Maybe you and Taylor Swift should write a song. <laughs> I don't know if they have. <clears throat> um, 14 Affairs, though. That is kind of juicy. And it didn't seem like they were married for that long, so then to have 14 different affairs within the span of their marriage is... That's a lot of people, <laughs> Liam. <sighs> you'd be, you'd be hard pressed to find something that I care less about. <laughs> it's juicy. That's what's happening. It's not though. It's like, I love how people are like, oh, you see the way she is in this picture. That's how she really wanted to be with Liam. Like, yeah, it's like she's one probably photo. high. Like she, like, <sighs> I love how people act like they know celebrities like true self. Yeah. I don't know why she's doing this. That's not her. Like, oh, did you guys go to high school together? <laughs> I had no idea you were related. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that. But it is the anthem. It is a very good song. It is catchy. I'm here for it. Team Miley. <laughs> but I did I did love Liam back in the day. Anywho, what's your final thoughts on that? I didn't have a first thought on it. <laughs> so... Yeah, well, you did mention that Hollywood is fake. Though I have one other video to share with you to represent that. The Hollywood is fake? Yeah. I would assume that other people have that opinion as well. Not People don't think that. Or people just like to live again in the fantasy land, which I like to live there too. Yeah, here we go. If you bitches think Hollywood is real, let me tell you about the job I'm going to in like 50 minutes. I am getting paid for four hours of work, $150, to play somebody's fan. I'm not even being recorded on camera 
This is a PR paparazzi stunt, and they are hiring fans. That's me. Like, I'm literally about to be like, like, over like a bitch I, over a bitch that I don't know. <laughs> We're not going to come at him for calling this female uh, the B word? Uh, at this is why is the creator. Um, this I, one why? Uh, what does it say? This one why? At this one why? Um, apparently he didn't sign an NDA. <laughs> I mean, does that surprise you? Like I, no. And they they reveal stuff like that to us all the time. Get your ass up on the big screen and play make believe. Like I don't care what you believe in. I don't care who you date. Like just do your job, and I don't care what else. You know what I mean? Do you think people need idols though? Like, do you think that? I think that helps people. It's like people that inspire them, people that they look up to. Yeah, I, w- I would not inspire, uh, aspire to be like someone who literally plays make-believe on- for a living. Like, I, that's not somebody I would look up. Now, if I was an actor, yeah. you can look up to them based off of like how well they portray somebody. You know what I mean? Like their ability to act. But like their life, like if I'm just a regular dude, I, I just feel like that's weird. Like, Yeah, but it's very common. Oftentimes it's seen as like the pinnacle of like making it is celebrity. <laughs> a lot of people want to be famous, you know? Yeah, but they like... They're famous for being everything but themselves. Yeah. So I don't know how you look up to somebody who's that like inauthentic. And I'm not saying it's like they're not a genuine person, but like... You're not looking up to someone based off of that actual person. Mm-hmm. You're looking up to them based off of a character they played. I think that's what it is. I think people attach what their personalities are, who they are as a person, as the favorite character that they played. And that's why they get disappointed when they meet these people yeah. in real life. They're like, that dude's an asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. Because you're looking up to fucking Iron Man. You're not looking up to whatever his name is. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Fudge. I feel like people get so surprised when they're like, yeah. Did you hear so-and-so? Like they got arrested for possession of narcotics. And it's like, yeah. Did you think super, like, did you think they were going to arrest Superman and he was going to be, he was going to piss clean? Like, no. <laughs> they arrested him because he's human and he gets addictions just like everybody else because he's yeah. an actor. I think it goes back to like the fantasy of it all. Like you want to believe the fantasy because it's and that's easier fine than believing when the you're truth. a child. <laughs> but sometimes people need the fantasy. The other thing I wanted to discuss with you was super interesting. It was kind of an aha moment for me the other day. Was one we all know this, but I Nick is my first real, like real relationship. He's my first boyfriend, first fiance. Last fiance, (laughs) first husband, last husband. And I haven't been in many relationships before him or like really anything. So my point of reference for like what a relationship is, besides what I've seen on TV or out from my friends or from my parents, that's kind of my point of reference versus my own experiences with it. Which in general, I feel like I got the gist. You don't have to be in relationships to really know how to be in them. But there are certain things that I just don't have the point of reference for, which we had a really nice perspective from being with another couple the other day where I was like, oh, they go through that too. Nate and Katrina, you say their names. Nate and Katrina. So we, we met with a, up with their, one of our couple friends. They're awesome. Nick went to college with them. And we were just like talking about relationship stuff, just like laughing about certain things. And one of the things 
Katrina and I were relating on was the fact that I love physical touch at all times. Like if I just can have a hand on his like hand at night or just like one form of touch, it just makes me feel calm and good. And she's the same way, but he gets at certain times sensitive because he doesn't want to be touched or he's hot or you did break your neck. Not sensitive, just don't want to be touched. Well, you also have the thing where you did break your neck and you have certain like sensitivities from yeah that. i have nerve damage you have nerve damage so it's, it's understandable and i i get that but sometimes i won't just like touch you <laughs> it won't be the right time so i was like thinking that was just like an us thing but they were like oh my god yeah we're the same exact way like i always want to be touching him but he needs personal space and has to be the right time so that i was like oh wow we're not the only ones that go through these things that's so interesting and the same thing with I think when we have arguments, we don't really have them often. When we do, I get in my head and I'm like, oh my God, are we, is this bad? Like, should we be fighting? Like, we're not even going to get married. Yeah, we're not going to make it. This is it. But then you've been in arguments with girlfriends and stuff in the past. And no, I mean, not like. <laughs> but it doesn't, it's not as like, cra- you never seem to have a problem with it where I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, because we're not going to agree on everything all the time. Yeah. And. While it's never okay for physical violence, like, yeah, our, we're going to raise our voice at each other a couple, like, every once in a while. Yeah. That's just, that's how it is. It's not like saying hurtful things. It's just like you get passionate about something and that's it. Take a stance. And then it's done. You yeah. make up, you're like, damn, I was wrong or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Sorry about that. I had a rough week. Like, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you move on. But when you don't have a point of reference like me, you can easily get in your head about it. Like, oh no, this is bad. We shouldn't have this happen. Because you've never, I don't have anything to compare it to really besides like seeing it in other relationships. I don't have the firsthand experience until now. So it's just, it's interesting. It's eye-opening, a learning curve. Always, you know, I'm always learning something new. But it was nice to have another couple to talk with the same exact things and me realize like, oh, we are not unique in that way. And that's good. <laughs> I feel like that was helpful for you too, where you can see where I like get overly emotional about things. Cause I yeah, I feel like you, I can, I can almost see in real time you like getting inside of your own head mm-hmm. and that like frustrates me because like your expectations of like, that's whatever the situation is are not realistic and it like bothers me, but I can see you getting inside of your own head and no matter what I say, you're not going to be able to like fight, like shake that feeling. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I don't know how to fix it. Like, yeah. I, there's nothing I can do to fix it because what you're feeling is not like, it's not realistic. It doesn't, I I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. Like it's. I take things super personally. I know. I try not. I know. Yeah, I really do. Regardless of what people think about me, the last place I go is personal. Yeah. Like I, I, I may be harsh and I may be a jerk sometimes, but like, if I know that a certain thing bothers somebody, I'm not gonna go there. That is the last resort for me. Mm-hmm. And the only and the only way I'm gonna go there is if, like, I'm forced to go there. Yeah. And if I have to like get somebody to understand something about themselves. Yeah. And it's like, it's imperative that I go there to like bring it to their attention. Mm-hmm. But I'm not just gonna start going pers- like to attack somebody it's personal personally. Shots. Yeah, no, I think it's it's very helpful for me to one see it 
from the perspective of other couples. And then to just know that about myself, that I just naturally internalize things and just take it in as an attack on my character. But that's on, that's a thing that I need to work through. But like <laughs> these things won't, wouldn't have come up unless I'd been in a relationship to experience them and to understand them. But like I'm learning it in real time. Yeah. Where other relationships, I might have already like figured this out. But since this is our first or my first, I'm doing it now. Yeah. Like, so like this morning is a perfect example. I was like sitting on the couch early morning, which is like really the only time that I have like to myself. Yeah. Like everyone has that time in their day that they kind of like need. Like hers is probably, well, I mean, she gets a lot of, like when I'm at the office, she gets basically all day to herself. It's nice. Yeah. And like, you're allowed to say that it's nice. Like mm-hmm. I, everyone needs time to themselves. It doesn't yeah. mean that you're a loner, but like when you expect that time and like you, you know that you need that time, like it's pretty detrimental to your day when it gets taken away from you so like this morning like obviously my time is really early mm-hmm. like well, right when i wake up that's why i like not going to the gym right away because i don't have to go straight into talking or like being around people it's not like i have to talk to people but yeah so i like to get up early with dixie feed her let her go to the bathroom and then i like watch the news or whatever this morning i was watching uh the end of a rogan podcast that i was watching last night and like she woke up as glad as i was to see her my future wife (laughs) she came and like sat on the couch with me and that was fine it's not like she was like trying to have a conversation with me or like distracting me but then she put her head like and laid on my shoulder and i was just like (laughs) babe (laughs) this is my time if i could just get a little space you need your wake up time. No, it's my. It's the only time I it's have sacred, to myself. Yeah, it's your like sacred it's, time. I get it. You had your morning planned out for yourself. You're like, okay, I'm gonna have yeah. like slow time, have my caffeine. Watch I'm gonna my watch show. the rest of this. Like, I'm gonna look at my phone and like <laughs> have some she's, silence. She's big. I like. What are you looking at on your phone? What are you looking for? And then like that would like spur a whole another conversation. Like, well, it's for this, but like, do you know how like this? And then like, okay, so. Well then, do you do you, do you remember me talking about this? And it's just like it's like a fifteen minute conversation based that started from her being like, "What are you looking up on your phone?" So it's just like little things like that where you just like get a a little break to just kind of like kind of go mind numb and just like mm-hmm. go into autopilot. I'm starting to understand our morning even more now. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it's like if you were to meditate and like have your like morning routine and that get. If that gets interrupted, it's hard to like fully start your day, which I fully gather. Yeah. It'd be like if somebody was like, we're out of coffee. And you're like, well, (laughs) I drink coffee every morning. Like I I need my coffee. Yeah. It's like, well, we don't have any. I kind of, I'm going to need that coffee though. (laughs) It just like throws your whole day off. Yeah. You're just kind of like, ah. Long story short, I could tell that she was like taking that personally when I was like, babe, can you just like... Give me a little bit of space. I'm a personal. Like, we just picker. slept next to you. You just slept on me. Like, I just need a little, little time to just scoot on over. There you go. Yeah. It's just stuff like that. Like, not personal. No. Like, if Dixie was laying on me, I'd be like, get off of me. <laughs> you have the whole couch. Yeah. And our bed. So it's a give and take. And I find that fascinating about relationships. Like, where sometimes you just have to give and let me be touching you when you don't want to be touched. And sometimes it's a take with me where I have to be like, okay, I got to give you your space for the morning. That's fine. Yeah, I'll be I'll be the first to admit I'm the worst offender when it comes to like uh, it has to be under my conditions that somebody touches me. 
Yeah. Or that I'm like, I'm willing to like put my arm around somebody and like, yeah. I think I've gotten a little bit better. Don't make it sound like you don't cuddle me and like you do. Yeah. You absolutely no. do. Yeah. But it's, I just, I have to, I understand that it can't be all the time. One, because of your accident, what happened to you and your nerve damage. Like that's a, that's a thing. And two, because you, you know. You it is. Up. It sounds like, sound, it sounds weird, but like sounds it, made up, it really but. is. I'll have like my feet up on the bed or whatever, like on the couch and she'll just like walk by and like, just like touch the bottom of my foot and it like literally sends my, a shockwave <laughs> up my entire body and it like cripples me. I'm like, what the fuck? I told you, you can't do that. It's just for whatever reason, like the on like the bottom of my feet, like my nerves yeah. are still shot and like hypersensitive. Um, it's almost like having a superpower, but like the worst superpower. <laughs> Pretty shitty one. Yeah. All the feels. I give new meaning to that phrase. I have all the feels too in the opposite way. Mine are just the emotions. So that will give you hopefully licensing if you're in a relationship and you're like, we're the only ones that experience this. We don't, it's only us. We have a problem. You know what? You're not. <laughs> I think it's so funny too is the fact that like I've tried to explain that to you. Like, God, babe, like everybody goes through this stuff. Like this is this is normal conversations to have. This is normal disagreements. And I can like almost see it like getting worse. So I'm just I'm like, like, yeah, right. <laughs> God, dude, we need to watch like we need to set up a camera in somebody's house and just like let her observe. Yeah, I just do it's like a thought thought tank or something think tank think tank i need yeah i need to see more examples because what you see on social media people are only putting up like the highlight reel of what their relationships are like you only get to see so much which is like privacy is a good thing to have um but you don't get to see always the other side of relationships unless someone lets you in like we had the other night so that was very helpful for me it was a very good observation thing so i just need things like that and just not to get in my head so much but so if you needed that today and needed to think like, oh, my relationship is normal, there you go. Because I've also seen a lot on TikTok is like the generalization of relationships and being like, if he doesn't do this thing, then it's a toxic relationship. Get she out. not the one. <laughs> so there's a lot of that like messaging, which can be true in certain situations, but it also relationships are so nuanced that you, we can't really put general statements on people and situations. I feel like we could wrap it there. I feel good about today. Got a lot off my chest. I feel lighter. Sometimes got to break it down to build it back up. It's the water weight. Yeah, I cried a lot today. <laughs> I'm on it's empty not now. Funny. I don't no. know why. <laughs> I should have a lot of crying. But I was about to say this a little bit ago, but like when we were talking about like disagreeing with your partner, like can you imagine being in a relationship where you agreed on everything? Yeah. Like that's so. And I know people say that all the time, but like if you like sit down and think about it, like. That is so boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so boring. Like if you agreed on everything, it'd just be so like, it'd just be a weird existence. You'd be like carbon copies of each other, like little clones. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like important things. Like you'd just be like, I don't think that's very funny. And I'm like, that's hilarious. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, so I don't know if you had the same interest in in something or in everything as someone. Yeah. I just feel like you're never going to grow from that. Yeah. Like you're never going to experience other things. You're never going to like see other people's point of view if you don't disagree on things. Like, yeah. So I think it's healthy. I can appreciate your interests and what you like, but I also don't have to like them too. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, and believe me, I know what you don't like about me. <laughs> like, I am well aware that there's some things that she doesn't like about me. But uh, yeah, I just think it would be really boring if... Yeah, we don't have a boring life, that's for sure. 
I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not bored. So this is also permission to do that as well. And everything will be fine. Um, for the record, <laughs> I tried to get her to not cry. Yeah. This was not me. I didn't get personal. I don't think. You didn't, but you like anyone can say anything to me and they'll just strike the exact right chord and I, it'll be my undoing, you know? Usually I'm pretty like, I'm Every, not a big crier normally, but like you'll hit, say the one thing. Everyone's that way though. Like there's yeah. things that I would... And I'm unleashed. If you talk to me about certain things, like I would... Yeah. Like right now, I, I will I will melt. Mm-hmm. Like I, t- I, I got choked up literally this week watching a TikTok of um i don't know if you if anyone is listening has ever seen um band of brothers on hbo and it covers it's like a mini series that portrayed easy company every episode would start off with them interviewing like the real life members of easy company Mm -hmm. just you know older obviously older guys or world war ii vets and like talking through their different experiences and there's one episode it's episode seven it's called breaking point if you want to look it up, one of the members of Easy Company, the real one of the real members, uh, starts talking about like taking care of his wounded friends, and like I'm getting choked up like talking about it. Yeah, like taking care of his wounded friends and like watching them die, and then he starts getting choked up, and then like it immediately goes into like the theme song, like the intro to Band of Brothers, which is like one of the most beautifully written pieces of music that I've ever heard. <laughs> Probably because it's, it has to do with World War II and like it just gets every single time. I've probably watched Band of Brothers like all the way through probably three, four times. Like I love it. I think it's awesome. But uh, every single time, even just seeing that little clip, I was like, <laughs> I went into the bathroom so she didn't see me. Like, it, and luckily she was like doing an ad or something or like doing something in here. Yeah. And I was like, dude. I think music, fucking, music really hits. Oh, damn, dude. Music allergies what music really does it for you yeah well i mean th- music and like, like anything that has to do with anyone really bearing loved ones or like bearing friends but like it's really anyone like yeah. that shit just even if it's talking about pets like oh. having to i hate when people put that stuff on tiktok they'll like, get you in the middle of like your your swiping you like go funny video funny video and then all of a sudden you're watching someone's pet die like, like, and rainbow bridge and you're like oh uh, dude what <laughs> your God whole damn. day is ruined you're like well, I'll be prepared word. for that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I don't a, feel good. I'm taking a potty home. break, and you're undone. You know, so that's the episode this week. I hope you guys are having a good week, and I think the message is: feel free to cry, and know that your relationship is a okay. It's fine. <laughs> you're allowed to disagree. All right, love you guys. Share this episode with friend, family, anyone who you think should hear it, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Who day? That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, follow, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And in the spirit of sharing, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. See you next Wednesday.